My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope for January 11th, 2020 through January 17th, 2020. And as I discussed in recent episodes, Pluto has moved into Capricorn for a 19-year stay. This has not happened since the American Revolution and the French Revolution in 1773 through 1792. So here we are from the year 2020 all the way through the year 2040. This energy of revolution and change and transformation completely transforming government and structures is underway. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, this started last year, early 2020, and then Pluto went retrograde back to Sag, finishing up its stay there, indicating this increase in sort of idealism and people picking sides and dividing and dividing the United States in particular, where I'm from and where my perspective, my biases lie in understanding the perspective of the US, but I know globally as well. Uh, this division and putting people into categories of us versus them, left versus right. And that has set the stage now for big transformation and change over the next 20 years. And any of you watching the news or anything in the media, it's hard to avoid or not hear about what's happened in the U.S. with the riots at the Capitol. And of course, listening to everyone talk about it, they're using the word insurrection. This is a big transformation of the people uprising against the government. As I mentioned again in previous episodes, go watch those uh, oversimplified videos. They're awesome little cartoons. They're actually funny and smart and entertaining and educational. And they show how these past revolutions have played out in the U.S. and France. And there's some similar stuff going on now. And we're just at the beginning of it, right? The American Revolution happened a few years into that transit the French Revolution really happened towards the end. So we're off on that path. And what can we do as people who are aware of this, right? So we've got to really zoom out here and talk about what is astrology? What are we doing talking about planets when people are worried about their lives and their country and their livelihood and people are going out of business and there's all this stuff happening with the pandemic? In astrology, from the perspective of astrology, We are all made of carbon, stardust, just like everything else in the universe. We're all the same carbon from the Big Bang. And human history is a small, tiny, minuscule fraction of a dot in the history of the universe. The the whole lifespan of all humans that have existed is a really tiny fraction of that whole history. And what has existed before us and will exist long after us is expressions of energy, expressions of carbon taking different forms and expressions. Just like now on Earth, we know that the moon affects the movements of the tides. Tides go in, tides go out. The moon waxes and wanes, and every day it's affecting us. And the sun affects plant life, of course. The sun uh, comes up, and then the plants move towards the sun. The sun goes down, and the plants sort of retreat a little bit. So everything's growing towards the sunlight. So of course, those bodies have big influence on us on Earth. But the other ones, we don't necessarily have as much scientific evidence of and really 
my work and my studies of astrology is to try to find the patterns and try to understand how Saturn plays out in somebody's chart and influences their energy and Jupiter and so on. And people have done this for thousands of years and Vedic astrology has done this in an unbroken lineage of teacher to student for thousands of years and observed the precession of the equinoxes well long before Western astronomers were able to observe that. And that's why the calculations of Vedic astrology are accurate and very close, not exact, but very close to modern astronomy and our incredible tools and resources we have now to measure the stars. So Vedic astrology is observing the expression of energy and time and space. And that is happening to express through human beings with emotions and backgrounds and beliefs and ideals and values and families and tribes that we come from and identities. So as that all unfolds and plays out, our karma is unfolding with the transits of the planets. And when Pluto, for example, moves into Capricorn, it means that the energy of structures, of governance, of leadership, of what is in control and what is generally guiding the people and what are the values and the systems in place is changing and shifting. Pluto represents the unconscious energy, the subconscious energy, the uh, underlying motivations, the underworld, the dark side of things. And it's coming into our structures and sort of uprooting them and transforming them. Now, how exactly it plays out remains to be seen. We all have choice and free will in how to express this energy. The tides going in is not a positive or negative thing. The tides going out is a neutral thing. And we get to choose what it means. And plants growing towards the sun and sunlight in general is a pretty good thing, a pretty positive thing. We want sunlight. We want uh, vitamin D. Of course, we need that. Uh, but it, and really, it's a, a neutral thing, right? We, we can be healthy and have vitamin D or we can not have vitamin D and be more likely to get sick. And getting sick is a neutral thing. We get to choose the meaning we ascribe to it. Uh, being sick can be an opportunity to slow down, to recharge, to reset, to get more rest, to take a break. Or it could be terrifying. It could be a, a major health crisis and a problem and you're afraid of losing everything. Right? And we all get to choose how to interpret events. And the important thing for us to be aware of is that there are choices and how to interpret things. And then there are certain voices that will interpret things a certain way. So as we see in the sort of mainstream media, there's a certain interpretation of everything that's happening that typically is very, very good at keeping our attention. And we have our amygdala, our fear response that wants to survive. And we want to know where the threats are, where the danger is. And our brain is much more drawn to survival and avoiding danger and death and threats than it is to moving towards what we want to create and thriving and growing and connecting with each other. And my personal approach to all of this and what I think is possible is this could be potentially a positive revolution where we choose to create a world of more connection and understanding and harmony and peace and less manipulation and lies and deception and all the corrupt politics that happens that behind the scenes that we find out five, ten years later and maybe we can create a new sort of governance system that is in alignment with all of these things of connection, of empathy, of understanding, of the, taking care of the environment, of creating equity for all people. And you know, it's in the Constitution 
uh, even though it was written by slave owners, that it's possible maybe we can take those words, maybe it's possible there's going to be a new constitution, a new rewriting of this. And if you go back through history, no empire has lasted over 300 years. This was something I actually didn't know until recently in researching this. And that's about where we're at. We're getting towards the end of a cycle. It's near, uh, it's just over 300 years now, rather. And we have had since the last Pluto transit. So it's time. It's time for something to change. And it could be that we keep the Constitution, we keep the U.S. government, all this stuff that stays the same. But it's very likely that we'll be moving away from the U.S. as a sort of central power of the world and uh, the U.S. dollar being the main currency and all this. And if you look at things like the World Economic Forum and people who are sort of innovating and creating and steering the ship for these big changes, and they say in the World Economic Forum that by in 10 years, the U.S. will not be the power that it is now. It'll be more of a distribution of power among countries like China and the U.S. and the U.K. So that seems to be where we're moving, and we all have a role to play in it. And we can play into the fear and the survival, and this person is on that side, I'm on this side, therefore I must hate this person. And I was listening to an interview with a politician who recently got sworn into office, and the first thing they did for her was move her over to this side and say, okay, you're on this team and everyone on that team, doesn't matter what they propose, doesn't matter what bill they offer or the value of it, vote against it because they're on that team, right? It doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, whatever side, this this division is just so ingrained in the structures of the U.S. and the politics and it's become amplified with this Pluto and Sag transit that we just got out of a 20-year cycle. And now it's time to shift that into our structures. So maybe it's possible that we, people like us who are aware of our energy and our intentions and our choices, and maybe want to create a more compassionate, kind, understanding world. And specifically this week on the 13th, we have a new moon in Sagittarius. So they finally get to the weekly horoscope uh, because we are at the beginning of this big Pluto transit. It's important to talk about these things. Uh, But this week, we get the new moon in Sagittarius, and that is an opportunity to evaluate our beliefs, our values. What teachers are we following? What path are we on? And it's an opportunity to have a new beginning. If you felt like this new year is like already, how are we already halfway through this month and uh, by the 13th? So this is the time to sort of get your bearings. Okay, this is where I want to direct my energy this year. Let's move in this path and set these goals. Sagittarius is an opportunity for that spark of fire and energy in a direction that we want to be going. And it's a friendly sign for the moon to be in. And the sun as well is is a great friend here in Sagittarius. But then it moves the next day. So on the 14th, the sun moves into Capricorn, where it's not so well placed. And uh, there's actually going to be impeachment voting in the U.S. for Donald Trump on that day. That's Wednesday, the 14th. And the sun being in Capricorn with the debilitated Jupiter and all of the heaviness of everything that I've talked about, it's not looking so good for him, even though it's really close to the end of the election or the end of the uh, presidency anyway. But the sun being in Capricorn is considered a great enemy placement. So 
it's not the best time for being optimistic, not the best time for your ideals and values and beliefs. They're likely to be challenged and there's likely to be a lot of people more divided, more conflict and more taking sides. And as we've seen with uh, Pluto's transit here, this this quality, this aspect, this perspective of censorship happening with Pluto in Capricorn. And any idea that is not supportive of a certain narrative just being erased from the internet or uh, sort of buried in the results or people just being deplatformed. And again, regardless of what you believe, there's that's what's happening. That's just the energy of what's happening. Uh, for example, today as I'm recording this, the website, uh, the app Parlor, that is largely a lot of conservative people were drawn to that because they were feeling they were being censored on other platforms. Now Parler itself was completely shut down from its server on Amazon. And of course, they're a private business, Amazon. They have the right to do that. But it's an interesting pattern we're seeing played out where people are uh, who have a certain voice and perspective are just being sort of erased and shut down and silenced. And what are the implications of that? And will those people just stop talking? Will they just say, okay, well, I guess I should not say that anymore and be silent? Or will it lead to more violence and outbreaks and, and, and more division? So hopefully there's, I think there's some way to navigate all of this that does not create more division. There's a way where people can be heard and issues can be brought to light without saying, oh, that's just crazy and stupid. Don't listen to that person and shut them down. Or maybe there's something to be heard, something to be discussed here. There's a reason that people are outraged. And there's a reason that they're trying to find a voice and way to express themselves. And uh, I know I've seen a lot of people who are the majority people of conservatives denouncing the the destruction of the White House so it's, I don't think anybody's in favor of that. It's a terrible thing. And hopefully there's not more of that. But as again, as we look through history, there was a lot of that during the French Revolution in particular. It is crazy. So hopefully this can be a positive revolution where we focus on the positive changes we want to make. Uh, if you want to look into that, something I've found in my research of something that's in this kind of direction potentially is called the Greater Reset. You can look at that. Dr. Zach Bush is kind of a very unique voice in uh, medicine right now, talking about positive ways and ways to take care of our immune system to address everything happening with COVID. So there's potential in those directions of transforming wellness and health in society around being a healthy society. So those are the big transits happening this week. The new moon in Sag on the 13th and the sun in Capricorn on the 14th, of course. The sun being in Capricorn will stay there about a month. So challenging month there. Uh, the sun, the authority, the leadership, the power, and a great enemy sign, very weak sun throughout uh, the 14th of January until the 12th of February. So you might feel a little bit less energetic, less vitality, less enthusiasm, less passion. And this will pass, of course, Sun Aquarius. Sun in Aquarius is 
a lot better, a lot more positive, a lot more energetic. But this middle of the month, towards the middle of February, if you feel a little bit sort of worn out from all the stuff going on and a little less ambitious about your goals, that's okay. Right? It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. If you've set big goals for the year, if you haven't already, uh, do that by the 13th. That's kind of the very last straw because in uh, the Vedic history that's it's uh the first new moon of the new year is really when the new year starts so it's kind of our last really push to say okay here's our big new year plans our new year goals and then when the sun moves into capricorn the next day you might feel a little bit like the plug was pulled or you're not as vital not as much vitality and energy about your goals but it's a marathon not a sprint stay with it for the long run and focus on what kind of positive revolution can we take, can we make in the world? There's certain things that I think about all the time, like, I think we all can agree we can get rid of styrofoam. We don't need that. We don't need single-use plastics, right? We could all benefit from having clean water right? and more natural foods. I think everybody agrees on these things. And maybe we can start to build a new foundation of where we start with what we all agree on and work on solving those problems instead of finding everything that's wrong and all the differences and uh, division. You know, maybe I'm unrealistic in that, but I think that's maybe a better place to start than starting with, well, you're on this side, I'm on that side, therefore we're enemies. Maybe there's a better way to do things. Maybe we can help create that in our small little actions day to day and not playing into the division, not taking sides, making others wrong for their beliefs and their perspectives and their practices. So hopefully this is helpful in navigating this week. I know it's a it's an interesting time and a lot of you might have thought, uh, if you haven't listened to me before, maybe you thought 2021 was going to be different. But as I've said, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, you know, trying to make light of it, but uh, Saturn's in Capricorn all year still. That's when it's when it moved to Capricorn last year. That was when the pandemic started, and especially with Pluto, this is the revolution transit. So that all continues all year, and Jupiter is debilitated. The planet of expansion and hope and optimism and growth and change is dampered. It's debilitated. It's not in its power. It's not growing and expanding and changing. But there is that little stretch in the middle of the year where it does break free a bit, but then it goes back. So that's 2021 we can expect, and we're starting it now. It's sort of the beginning of it. We can expect to be in it for a long haul. And ultimately, Saturn teaches us patience, maturity, and wisdom by working through these conflicts and these challenges and obstacles and delays, and we can overcome them. Like I've said, it's like the second act of a story. All these obstacles are going to be coming at us all year, just like 2020, and we will get stronger through it. I encourage you, don't lose hope. Don't give up. Keep moving in the direction of your goals and your dreams because you will become wiser and more mature and more capable of achieving those things and then even bigger things in the future. But it takes this patience and discipline that we're being taught right now to work through it and navigate it. And that restriction and those limitations will let up at least a bit early next year. But life is always giving us challenges and obstacles to grow. It's just part of the deal. 
So when Saturn goes to Aquarius, it doesn't mean everything is peachy and easy after that. We've still got other life lessons to learn. And that's great. That's an opportunity to grow. It's opportunities to experience new aspects of life. And as expressions of energy here in this human form, I think that's what we're here to do. We're here to experience the range of human existence, emotions, hopes, dreams, wishes, wants, desires, ups and downs, and ultimately stay connected to our spiritual perspective, the true self. This is why I call everything quiet mind, because that's what the Yoga Sutra teaches, to quiet the mind and rest in the observer, the true self that is not left or right or up or down or this or that. It's the true self is observing all of that and choosing how to respond and engage with it and choosing to see the true self in everyone else. Yes, even that person. Yes, even that person who you despise, you feel completely different from, who you feel nothing in common with. Yes, we are all deeply underneath all of these layers, the same carbon, the same stardust. And we can work towards navigating through those differences to find connection and compassion and kindness. It's possible one-on-one -on -one and eventually possibly possible for all people, but it starts with how you choose to show up this week in your interactions. And I hope it's a good week for you. And if you want to schedule a reading, go to quietmindastrology.com. If you want to learn more about astrology, check out the Vedic Astrology Membership with podcasts that go in-depth onto what the sun through the signs means and more uh, based on your rising and moon sign what do the transits mean for you specifically vedic astrology membership at quietmindastrology.com thanks for listening hope you have a great week